make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. A couple and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will defy explanation. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it. Want to change the world? There's nothing to it. I love trolling right at the beginning of a podcast. It's your boy, D-Roy. It is not Willy Wonka. I do not have a chocolate factory, although I have imagined it on many occasions. One of my purest childhood memories. (laughs) Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore one three. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. The thing of dreams. The man who is pretending. The man who is pretending. Well, all I can say is, you know, fuck them if they can't take a joke. All right, let's get into the slate here. We've got... uh, Regular slate of games, I believe it's 10 games. Uh, starting out uh, in the early, we have the LA Rams at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Rams favored by three, uh, 54 and a half over under. This is the game that everybody's going to be looking for. Um, so, yeah, before we get into this, um, uh, tonight I will be working on the final, the final edit. For the players, um, I'm also going to go through the injury report because it is kind of long this week. So, um, any updates and stuff, I'm going to be sending out uh, updated spreadsheet. If things get even more kind of cluttered on Saturday night, I'll send it out again. 
uh, with a further update for everyone. So just pay attention. Uh, anybody in the full-time DFS Slack chat, you're going to know about it just because I'm going to post it in there. Um, but everybody else, you're going to have to um, pay attention to your emails. I'll pull something on Twitter that I've updated. But let's get in here. Okay, Rams, Falcons. The guy that everybody's going to be looking at to bounce back. Jared Goff. With how bad the, the Falcons have been against opposing quarterbacks. It's just kind of a no-nonsense play. Um, and definitely have interest in there. Uh, we are paying attention to both Todd Gurley and Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Brown. Uh, it's quite possible that both are out, uh, which would put Mr. Daryl Henderson in play. Um, this would kind of be just like the uh, Chase Edmonds play uh, possibility last week. So um, <clears throat> we're going to definitely keep an eye on there. You're getting incredible value, especially on DraftKings and on Fantasy Draft. Uh, where you're getting basically a 20 to 25 player uh, price drop from FanDuel and Yahoo. So we have to keep that in play. Uh, all, all three wide receivers are in play for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are... Um, in the bottom three uh, for all three positions, according to DVOA and 31st against the wide receiver position in DVP. So that means that, uh, you know, we can't overlook any guy uh, on the slate. Now, which guy we want to use, that's going to be kind of the question. Um, Brandon Cooks has had success in Atlanta. Um, and, He's going to be kind of the overlooked piece. You're going to have Cooper Cup, which is going to be the obvious pay-up spot. Um, it's probably going to be the suitable cash guy. Uh, but I'm not going to ignore Cooks. I'm not going to ignore Woods. It's just whether or not uh, which one you want to really go to. Um, we do not have Desmond Trufant in this game, uh, which should have been the guy that was actually covering Cooks, if I'm not mistaken. So, with him being out, he's going to have an even better matchup uh, this week. Uh, I'm not going to fully ignore Gerald Everett at this time. Um, but if I'm going to make a choice, it's it's going to be one of the three wide It's going to be, you know, any combination of the three wide receivers uh, with golf if I'm going to with Goff if I'm going to stack this game. So um, definitely keep it in mind here. Um, we do have Jalen Ramsey on the defense. Now, I don't really care much for this defense right now. Uh, there's something going on. I am actually going to include it because I just want to take a look. They're mid-range price across the board for the most part. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are 17th uh, 
in DVP and points allowed to the defense. So, um, it's going to really be based on whether or not we believe this game actually shoots out or not. Now, I'm pretty sure you're going to see my buddy Steve go, Wah, they're going to shit the bed. Atlanta's going to shit the bed, or LA is going to shit the bed. I'm just expecting it. So, um, uh, on the other side for the Atlanta Falcons, we have Matt Ryan again. Uh, again, is has not thrown for under 300 yards yet in a game. So he is going to be a viable option. And, you know, the team sucks as far as defense is concerned. So um, they're going to be playing from behind. Uh, this week I actually would consider Devonta Freeman. Now that we kind of see that they're getting his legs underneath him and involving him a little bit more in the passing game, uh, which is where the Rams have typically always been the weakest was as far as the running back position was not on the ground, but it was actually through the air. Uh, 27th versus the running back in the passing game and 24th in DVP points uh, allowed to the position. Um Now our, now our consideration is which targets are we going to look at um, for Matt Ryan. I'm going to include all three, but we need to pay attention to whether or not Ramsey's playing. Um, it could just not matter. Um, they said that Ramsey's had a back injury for this last month, but that's not true. Um, he's, you know, miraculously okay this week. He's been practicing, so um, it's just whether or not they're going to put him in there for long periods of time or get him acclimated to the defense. I would assume that they're just going to put him in right away uh, and let him go at it. Mohamed Sanu actually has the best matchup against Troy Hill. And... Uh, the L.A. Rams are 20th against the wide receiver, too. We saw this uh, a couple of weeks ago with, um, oh, God. How is his name escaping me? Uh, Tampa Bay. Not Mike Evans. God damn it. It bothered me. And I know when you're listening to this, you're just screaming his name. I'm very tired. I didn't get home until 4 o'clock this morning. Chris Godwin. Now, Chris Godwin also plays the slot. As much as I respect Robbie Coleman, um, that spot is going to be primarily occupied by Calvin Ridley. So, this may be just more of a pricing game uh, for each site on who we're going to want to use and in what positions. So, uh, definitely pay attention. Uh, I like Austin Hooper. He is going to be involved. Uh, the Rams are 13th in DVOA against the tight end, um, but they are allowing, uh, or they are 22nd in points allowed to the tight end position, 10.3 uh, on FanDuel, 13.1 on DraftKings, and yes, that might sound uh, minuscule, but it, it's a big deal. Um, 
as a whole when you look at um, points are generally generated by the tight end position. So when you get into a double-digit um, average, that means that you get burned by stronger tight end positions, uh, uh, tight ends that are schemed into the offense a little bit more. So um, don't forget about Austin Hooper, although there's some other tight ends that I actually, I actually like more. But uh, uh, this game I am still expecting to really kind of show out. So um, we need to take a look at that. I'm going to take a look at the Atlanta defense, and I know it sounds fucking crazy, but... Um, I got to take a look at the pass rush numbers and everything on there because that offensive line for the LA Rams is horrible. Uh, moving on, we have Miami at, at Buffalo. Buffalo favored by 17. It's a 40 and a half over under. Um, Buffalo typically could get beaten on the ground, uh, but you do have uh, mixed signals in here between what they want to do with the running back position between Kenny Drake, Mark Walton, and Kalen Bellage. So I'm going to go ahead and skip it as a whole. Um, do have some love a little bit, a little bit like we're talking like 1% uh, for the Miami Dolphins defense. As the Buffalo Bills do give up the third, uh, they are 31st in points allowed to the defense. Uh, or no, 29th, I'm sorry, 14 points per game. Uh, so this might be a viable punt option. Uh, if you believe that um, the game doesn't get out of hand, you're expecting Buffalo to win. Uh, but Josh Allen this season has been rather turnover prone. So it's definitely something that I want to consider, uh, even if I'm not going to run it. Um, I'd like to consider that possibly an option. Along with Jared Goff and Matt Ryan, though, I am going to include Josh Allen. It's going to be based on price, on whether or not I'm going to use him. Uh, his best price is on Yahoo. Uh, running quarterback. Uh, maybe not going to connect him with a certain receiver or whatnot, but I expect him to run the ball. Um, Miami just gives up tons of yardage on the ground and tons of points. So um, between him and Frank Gore, yes, I am not using Devin Singletary. Don't fucking ask me about Devin Singletary. It's his first game back, so I refuse to use him. Uh, this was a long injury timeout that he came back from. So he's got to get reacclimated to the team and to the offense. Uh, wide receivers, uh, taking a look at John Brown. He is currently questionable. Uh, he had a groin issue. So if there's one guy that I would probably pair him with, it would be John Brown. I do like the newly inserted Duke Williams, um, but he is facing uh, a defense that is 11th against the wide receiver two. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and skip him 
against Webster. Um, maybe look at Beasley a little bit more if John Brown cannot go as far as the wide receivers. Um, Duke Williams, I would probably actually, you know what? Hold on here. I will I will include Duke Williams and Cole Beasley, but only on the condition that John Brown is not going to play. Um, that should actually move Duke over. Um, Two-Face saving Howard, and Howard has been dog shit uh, because he's getting no, like I've said before in previous podcasts, he's getting no real good safety help. So um, another guy to consider in my opinion, only if John Brown is out. Now, you don't want to go, you don't really want to go heavy Buffalo as far as the receiving options are concerned. Um, I'd much prefer to run Allen naked uh, just for the plain simple fact that um, on every given, given week, you really don't know who he's throwing to outside of John Brown. John Brown's is, is kind of his security blanket. So, um, <clears throat> If John Brown sits, I'm I would not hate still using Josh Allen. I just I don't think I'm gonna pair him and take the the risk involved in there. Um, especially if you're using him in cash and just run naked and then maybe just run the Buffalo Bills defense on the other side. Uh, just for a correlation type play. Uh, Frank Orr is in play. He is rather cheap across the board um, 26, 24, 24, and 20. So he's a good he's a good value running back if you want to get away from Josh Allen. But if you want to get the real upside to this game, um, it's going to be Josh Allen himself. Uh, next game we have is Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Jacksonville, for whatever reason, is only favored by three and a half. Um, it's a 44 over under. Automatic cash game guy. Um, maybe not so much on FanDuel and Yahoo. It all depends on uh, what you can fit in there because he is fourth on Yahoo and he's third highest or uh, fourth on FanDuel and third highest on Yahoo. So it's all this is all going to be kind of price dependent but on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft he is seven and eight uh, respectively as far as price. So don't hate it whatsoever. Now, there was something that popped up in the uh, full-time DFS uh, Slack chat about uh, whether or not to run a Minshew stack. And, of course, you could go Minshew for net uh, as well, uh, using Minshew for a GPP. For right now, it's not my favorite GPP to use. But like I said in the chat, I see it. And it absolutely could just ball the fuck out. So I will consider it. Now, you also have his two guys here now uh, in DJ Chart. And D.D. Westbrook in play if he went that route. 
just going to include them together. Uh, both have really good mashups. Chark has the has a uh, defense that is DVOA ranked 25th in the matchup, and D.D. Westbrook has 29th in the matchup. So that would be Kirkpatrick on the outside and B.W. Webb on the inside. So um, I don't hate it, but Cincinnati, and it, here's where numbers can kind of get in your messed up in your mind. So the reason why this might make a really good GPP play is based on the fact that everybody's going to see the numbers for Fournette and see that um, the wide receivers are only are as far as the defense against wide receivers is six overall, only allowing 21.4 and 26.1 on FanDuel and DraftKings. So people are going to see that and just kind of shy away from the passing targets. But it's quite possible that the Jacksonville Jaguars score a lot more of their points through the air and use this as a get-right game for Gardner Minshew. The only real issue that I see, and yes, Jacksonville's defense is in play because Cincinnati is horrible. 24th in points allowed to the um, opposing defense. So this would probably, this is where I would start kicking out like Dolphins, you know, out of the mix. So now you're going to see on the other side, for Cincinnati, uh, Andy Dalton pass defense is 16th on DVOA and 19th against the quarterback position as far as points allowed, um, 17.6 and 19.1 on DraftKings. Can Andy Dalton reach that? That's that's the only thing. The thing that I keep looking at is whether or not this defense is really going to just show up and shut them down and show that, you know, this whole time that they didn't need Jalen Ramsey. Now, Jalen Ramsey hasn't played the last couple of weeks, and so they've actually held their opponents down. So if they're going to hold a team like the Saints, and yes, it's Teddy Bridgewater quarterback, but you also have a stud wide receiver in Michael Thomas, and they weren't really allowing a lot of points to any other position. Uh, Jared Cook scored last week, you know, for the tight end. So that is quite viable. But um, the defense actually hasn't been all that bad. Um, they are they are 20th in points allowed. Uh, Jesus. No, that's, that's a terrible stat. That's, that's a defensive stat. And this is Cincinnati. We're not going to use that. Um, a lot of people are gravitating to Joe Mixon from what I've been hearing on the radio. Uh, we're not going to play this game. Um, I understand his price is down. He's 6100 on FanDuel, making him 24th. Highest uh, running back, Yahoo. He is only fourteen dollars. He is thirty fifth. Maybe I like him there. Um, Five thousand at DraftKings for twenty eighth, and ninety five hundred for twenty eighth on Fantasy Draft. The only problem is that this offensive line is 
getting worse and worse by the week, and it is killing Mixon. It is not that I do not like Mixon as a player. It is because I hate the offensive line here in Cincinnati. So they're going to be playing from behind. You're going to see more Gio Bernard. And they're just going to completely take away from one another. And there was already probably going to be a limited amount of points between the two anyways. So I'm going to shy away from it. And I have no interest. Now, you do have to look on the other side uh, for Cincinnati. Uh, this, as far as the wide receiver, um, you have Auden Tate and you have Tyler Boyd. I don't really care much for either. If I'm going to take a shot on a guy, it's probably going to be Tate because he's actually getting a lot more of the uh, targets. And Boyd is kind of fading by the wayside. So if I'm going to use the guy, it's probably going to be Auden Tate to run it back um, to try and keep the game interesting. But like I said, Jacksonville could totally use this as a get-right game and just blow him out of the water and just be done with it. So, uh, moving on, we have Minnesota at Detroit. Minnesota is a one and a half point favorite, uh, 44 over under. I'm skipping every single position on um, Minnesota, except for one Dalvin Cook, who is one of the most expensive running backs on the slate. He will be included this week no matter what. I don't know if I'm going to use him in cash or if I'm going to use him in GPP. He's, he should be good for both, but um, definitely going to take a look there. Looking at the other side, I don't have any interest in Stafford, uh, even though he has been playing well. So there's that, but um, I just don't want to use him because uh, I don't think Detroit's going to completely ball out, so there's no interest in my observations. Uh, I am going to look at Kenny Galladay. <laughs> now if I can find my fire receivers. There we go. Um, and to be out, I can be, be completely honest with you. The Minnesota Vikings are actually really good against the wide receiver too. They're eighth, so that actually, but generally that's the guy that's covered by uh, Trey Waynes. So this week you have Trey Waynes against Kenny Galladay. Galladay is far and away more superior than Trey Waynes, um, even though you know Trey Waynes is a Kenosha kid. So. I'd like to see him have success, but I don't think I definitely don't see it against Kenny Galladay. Uh, Marvin Jones actually has. I have to double check this. I know he had a Thanksgiving Day blowout on Rhodes a couple of years ago. Um, what the hell? I'm trying to copy this. Now, whether or not he's continued to do it is another question. I just have to search it out. So, um, 
but I don't hate the idea of Marvin Jones in this matchup, which I guess would actually put Stafford on the board for me. But um, I'm probably going to fade Marvin Jones and just go with Kenny Galladay. That's just being completely honest. Moving on, we have Oakland at Green Bay. Green Bay, a five-and-a-half point favorite, 47 over under. I'm sure this total is going to change. Um, the more and more Packer wide receivers that go down. Now, the guy that I have the most interest in on Oakland is going to be one, Joshua Jacobs. Packers suck against the running back position. It is their definite weak on, weakness on defense. So, even though you will see that the Packers are kind of moving up a little bit as far as allowing points to opposing wide receivers, I really do not do not like this core whatsoever. Um, now, your little contrarian play, and I don't care how much people have been talking about it, um on the radio and whatnot. Nobody's going to play Darren Waller if they're looking at the numbers. Uh, Packers are 16th against the tight end, DVOA, and 5th in points. Lying 6.4 and 8.8 on DraftKings, so that's rather low. Um, but Derek Carr really likes Darren Waller. And if Tyrell Williams is out, then we don't know who he's going to throw to as far as the passing game is concerned there. Um, but we do know as far as tight end is concerned that um, he loves Darren Waller and he's willing to throw it to him. So, uh, so Rodgers has a really great matchup against the secondary, but I think his upside is really, really capped. Um, in the play, so I'm going to pass there. Um, I'm also not really looking forward to, I don't know, the running backs for whatever reason. It's Oakland, six against the rush, um, 14th against the running back in the passing game. They've, they've gotten better and better week to week, so um, they shut completely shut down the Bears. Granted, they didn't have a quarterback that's nearly as good as Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers also doesn't have the fucking wide receivers for this. So, as much as, like, if Devontae Adams was playing, I would absolutely use him. Um, we don't have that. Now, it sounds like Allison's not going to play, and MVS might not be playing either. Um, Devontae Adams is definitely out with the turf toe. Um, the value play for this team would actually be Lazard. Um, I'm not going to buy into them bringing Ryan Grant up to fill in the slot. Yeah, that's probably where he would play if Allison is out. And they keep Kumaro on the outside and put Lazard on the other side. Um, I think Lazard is going to be the more popular punt play on the board. But I don't disagree with it because you're paying virtually nothing for him. So he doesn't need to do all that much uh, with it. Now, if he scores a touchdown, it's kind of gravy on top. You're looking for 
at least. Um, let's see. You want it, you want him to try and get 12 points on FanDuel. You get about nine points on DK, so he is kind of the better play on DraftKings just because the price is lower. But uh, that's kind of one place that I would look at. Um, you do have uh, some tight end injuries, but I believe everybody's going to play, so I'm going to skip that. That's fine. There, Jimmy Graham, you're fucking dead to me. Next up, we got Houston and Indianapolis. Indianapolis favored by one uh, with a 47.5 over under. Uh, now, we'll start with the Houston side. And only last time Indianapolis was out, did they really stop a quarterback? Try to remember. Oh, that was the uh, Kansas City game. Well, got to include Deshaun Watson because he's going to be healthy. They're not going to get the benefit of having him with a knee injury. Uh, kind of like Carlos Hyde. You're going to kind of grind this one out a little bit. Uh, but they are only giving up the seventh. They're going up the seventh fewest points per game to the running back, 19.6 and 22.2. So Carlos Hyde is included, um, except for Yahoo, where he is the 11th highest priced running back, which is, uh, what, what, excuse me, Yahoo? Excuse me? What, what are you trying to do? Um, have a little bit more love. Again, you're going to get uh, the two big guns, Hopkins and Fuller. <sighs> Hopkins is going to break out at some point. Rock Yasin isn't all that great. Now, the thing that I'm probably going to go take a look at is actually look at when Julio played him and see how Julio did. If I remember correctly, it wasn't too good. So, But most of the targets are going to go to Hopkins and Fuller, so that's who I would pair with or do as a one-off. Uh, probably actually do like Will Fuller against uh, Desir. So we'll see. Uh, tight end, I am not going to touch because we can't really get one guy or the other to explode and then just say, screw it. Um, just Darren Feltz and Jordan Akins take away so much from them. Plus, Carlos Hyde. It's what has me kind of off Carlos Hyde, too, is just that probably going to get sniped by Deshaun Watson on the ground. And then, uh, yeah, it's probably what's going to happen. Everybody seemingly is into this whole uh, quarterback sneak phase right now. So I would probably expect that to happen here as well. Oops. 
sorry, just doing some general maintenance here in the spreadsheet. Stuff that just doesn't look right. Okay, let's check out the indie side. Indie side, I have some love for Jacoby Brissett a little bit. Um, although this might be more of the Marlon Mack um, show, I think. I don't know if I like Marlon Mack to, enough to keep him in the write-up, but he's definitely a guy that I want to consider. Um, I'm going to also consider Jacoby Brissett. I need to see what their prices are. Um, T.Y. Hilton is definitely in play with Jonathan Joseph. can't remember if it's Hopkins or Hilton. One of the two always explodes in this matchup. So I got to find that one out too. Good histories. Good histories, yeah, they're different personnel on the field, but it's still the same coordinator, so they're going to run it exactly the same. Uh, not going to go after Zach Pascal or Chester Rogers. Fuck the tight ends. We move on. What do we got here? Arizona and New York Jets. Ooh, minus three, 50 and a half over under. This is a game that everybody else, another game that everybody else likes. I don't know. I have my reservations on whether or not this game is actually going to show up or not. You know, show up and score points for everybody. Um, so, Connor Murray, um, David Johnson was a little bit in play. I'm not in love with it. Got a good matchup, at least from the pass catching aspect. Now, what you're hoping for is that Chase Edmonds actually sits on the bench, but I don't think that's going to happen either. So that's kind of what makes the David Johnson play a little bit shaky. Um, the only guy I trust as far as wide receivers is one. Larry Fitzgerald should be playing mostly slot. Put him on Haley. Larry Fitzgerald, no interest anywhere else. Maybe Christian Kirk if he played, but I don't think his price is low enough to take on the injury risk, so I'm going to pass it. Tight end suck. Fuck that. New York Giants side. I think you got to take a look at Daniel Jones as far as anything cheap. Um, not 
really incredibly happy with him. I mean, he did fine last week, but just whether or not you can see the same production happen, you know, week after week. Um, guy that everybody will probably gravitate to, at least for GPP, is you have Saquon Barkley. So, we need to include Saquon. Be his first game back. And nobody to compete to for touches unless, you know, Alan Jones. Alan Jones. Daniel Jones takes off. Mm. Now, I know a lot of people are looking at the matchup for, like, Golden Tate. Um, his, I mean, an okay matchup as far as DVOA because it's 15th. But then you also have... Uh, Yeah, where, what, wait, 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 what, what's going on here? Why did I not get my guy in here? There we go, Golden Tate. Um, I'm going to consider Golden Tate not fully in love with it. I think, if anything, if Daniel Jones does go off, it's going to be between uh, Saquon, and um, the guy I'm going to insert right now, Evan Ingram, is probably your top guy. Now, we do need to see how this defense is going to react for the Cardinals with Patrick Peterson being out because that means one of the corners has to move inside and help out, which could start damping, dampening uh, tight end production. But we have to take a look because um, the – the numbers on the corners are are pretty bad. So we'll see what happens here. Next on the docket, San Francisco at Washington. San Francisco a nine and a half point favorite. Washington a forty one and a half point. Or forty it's a forty one and a half over under. So I know everybody's gonna kinda look at Jimmy G. I'm not. Uh, the guy that I would primarily look at is Tevin Coleman, not Matt Breida. Um, this will be the pick that guaranteed the f fuck your lineup over. But, uh, yeah. Get Tevin Coleman in there. Not really too interested in anything else except for maybe George Kittle. Good stuff, you on it. Uh, Washington Redskins are 26 in DVOA against the tight end. They're 20th in DVP rank um, in points allowed to the tight end. 10.2 uh, and 12.8 on FanDuel and DraftKings, respectfully. So. We'll see. Um. Definitely want to consider the defense, even though they came cross country in a jet that had fully reclining seats. But, you know, teach is a. There's my cursor.
Sorry for that myself. Pause. Uh, Washington side, I don't really have a lot of love for. Um, maybe the defense because it's cheap. Just risk it for the biscuit. Um, we don't know what to expect. Uh, really, the San Francisco offense. They they haven't really been doing much of anything. So I think I'm okay. Uh, fading every piece of that. I might not even go to the game as a whole. I might just leave it alone. Um, late afternoon games, you have the LA Chargers at Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by two, 40 and a half over under. Um, I do not care for most of the players on San Diego. I would still play them in uh, season long. Uh, but I'm going to accept that this defense is pretty much for real, except for, I do need a tight end here, and that would be one Hunter Henry. Great price on FanDuel compared to the market. Uh, his rankings are 11, 7, 8, 9, and 7, so you're getting him outside the top 10. Uh, no matter what, for ranking uh, defensive purposes. So, uh, his price is tempting on fantasy draft the most, where he's 14th highest. But he's dropped. He's been like one or two, and now, and now nothing. So, we'll see. Uh, Tennessee Titans side. I'm not playing right Tannehill. I don't give a shit. But I will take a look at Derrick Henry again. Price keeps dropping down. I just have to keep. I almost feel like I have to commit to him, or else I don't have a good day. So, Derrick Henry, stay away from wide receivers, staying away from tight end. I'm done with that. Uh, next game is New Orleans at Chicago. Figured this game to be pretty low scoring. Chicago favored by three thirty-eight over under. Um, If Alvin Kamara sits, Latavius Murray's in play. But I forewarn you, it's only if Kamara is out. So, um, so yeah. completely just obliterated my Word document. Alright. That's cool. What the hell is going on here? Ugh. I'm going to 
have to start all over on that. All right, that's fine. I know it's Quasar, so um, skipping most of the Saints, except for the defense. I do kind of like the defense. Uh, Chicago was 22nd in TVP, allowing 10.2 points to opposing uh, defenses, so I do not hate it. Uh, we are getting better play out of guys. Um, like uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Eli Apple actually showed up last week, but I don't expect that to really continue uh, too much. Uh, P.J. Williams is hurt, so he is gone for this week. I'll have to see if I can find the actual owner's name. But Lattimore's been playing really well, so if we go to the Chicago side, I really don't have any uh, love for either running back or any of the wide receivers or tight ends. Um, Alan Robinson would probably be my guy the most, but I think this could be a trap unless you're getting an extreme discount by Count Fantasy Draft. I really don't have a problem with it, um, but he will be lined up on Lattimore, and I think Lattimore is just going to shut him down because you do get Mitch Trubisky back, which um, kind of negates now what Chase Daniels did last week. Like The offense wasn't that bad, but um, definitely not something that I'd, I'd like to... Me. Just not something I'm willing to play. I guess the last, yeah, last uh, late afternoon, uh, we have Baltimore and Seattle. Seattle favored by three and a half, 49 and a half point total for the over under. Um, Lamar Jackson's in play. Um, Seattle pass defense is 15th in DVOA, uh, but they are 20th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Uh, 18.7 on FanDuel and 20.2 on DraftKings. Here's why I would consider Lamar Jackson, because their rush defense is horrible uh, in Seattle. They are 21st against uh, the ground game and allowing they are 17th in DVP for points allowed to the running backs. 21.5 on FanDuel, 25.2 on DraftKings. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use. Um, well, I might consider Mark Ingram again, uh, but I do think in this spot you're probably looking at Lamar Jackson. Probably gonna tuck the ball and go a little bit more, um, and definitely would probably use utilize Mark Andrews. So I think Mark Andrews is really in play. He's four, five, six, and six across the board as far as price range. Uh, but he should be good. Seattle side, uh, definitely looking at Russell Wilson. Um, although it's a pay-up option, really, unless you're on DraftKings where he's fifth. So I think that's probably the most viable spot to go, um, in my opinion. Uh, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, um, it's either going to be Metcalf or Lockett that I would trust, but in this case, I'm probably leaning uh, more of a fade of the wide receivers and just resume Russell himself. Um, tight end, you have Luke Wilson. Sure, he might do something, or he might not. So just be careful with that one. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know here. Um, 
trust that defense. No, probably not. Fuck it. Uh, Sunday night football bonus. Uh, Walk through. We have Phoenix. Or Phoenix. Philadelphia, Dallas. Dallas minus three favorite. 49 over under. Um, kind of intrigued with this game. Um, this will be the game that's only available on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft for the day long. So um, I do believe that Carson Wentz is in play. Uh, Jordan Howard at running back, I like. Sanders has the upside, but it's mostly in the passing game uh, where Jordan Howard is not going to be utilized. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are 19th in DVOA against Rush, uh, 16th against the running back in the passing game, but 19th in DVP rank uh, points allowed, 22.7 of the running back, uh, 27 uh, or 22.7 on FanDuel, 27 on DraftKings. So that's the way I would kind of go there. Um, I'm also kind of looking at both Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. Um, probably going to utilize uh, Jeffrey in this spot as he should be able to tear up Byron Jones pretty easily. And no matter what uh, corner that he has uh, lined up across from him anyway. Um, I think Zach Ertz is in play, GPP only. The problem is, is that Dallas Goddard is coming out of that field way too much um, for my liking. Could you consider Dallas Goddard? Sure. But the only way that he's going to reach any type of value is if he scores a touchdown. So just be careful with that. Uh, Dallas Cowboys now, uh, Dak Prescott will always be, will be a guy that's in play against a shitty Eagles secondary. Um, especially like his price over at Fantasy Draft. DraftKings even isn't too bad where he's the 10th highest ranked quarterback or uh, price quarterback in the Fantasy Draft. He's the 13th highest. So, um, going to wait a little bit and find out what's going on with the wide receiving court. Uh, Cooper, Gallup, and Cobb are all questionable now. If Cooper can't go, Gallup can go. Gallup will fit in where Amari Cooper is. And Devin Smith would move up where Brain farts, holy shit today. Um, Yeah, fuck it. I still actually kind of like Zeke, although uh, you gotta be extremely careful because that rush defense is second highest uh, in DVOA against the run, and then they're sixth. Uh, against running backs in the pass. Uh, if you want Monday Night Football, just play New England defense and set it and forget it. The only way, the only way that you're playing any of that game is just for the defense as a whole. So, um, yeah, I, that's about it. So, and that's actually that's about it for me. I'm tired of shit. I'm gonna go down, and take a nap, and then I've got to uh, start doing some MMA. Uh, while getting a garage door opener put up. So, fun times. Fun times. So, I'll be back uh, tomorrow morning. And then uh, we'll be available a little bit on Saturday. Um, I'm going to go to downtown Chicago tomorrow um, with my girlfriend. So, that's kind of my plan for that. And then... uh, uh, but I will take questions while I'm down there. I'll carry my extra battery pack. So uh, feel free to ask me then. Otherwise, just wait until Sunday morning uh, when we're getting everything um, 
slid in and going. I'm going to try and have my cash game lineups done tomorrow morning um, so I'm good and ready to go. Uh, and then just having to do GPP in the morning on Sunday. So, yeah, that's going to be it. Any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up in the DFS Slack uh, at RoyDog underscore 13. Again, that is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.